Upstream with Jim and John, father and son conversations about discipleship and culture in the Pacific Northwest. I'm John, and I am alone today. This is another John Thoughts, as uh, you saw probably before you clicked on this. Uh, my dad is in uh, Arizona right now. Uh, my brother, Tim, my only brother, I've got uh, four siblings total, my only brother, uh, has COVID, and it got him pretty good, and uh, he's on the up and up. He's doing okay now, and hopefully he'll be out of the hospital soon. But it came with all kinds of complications, and it was really scary there for a bit. So my dad and mom are down there, even though they can't see him. Uh, they are uh, hanging out with his wife and uh, waiting for him to get out of the hospital so that they can hug his neck. And then, uh, yeah, I'm talking to him on the regular and on via phone, and um, and it's good. It's not, you know, we're out of the scary bit, but that's where my dad is. So you just get me this week. Um, can My condolences. Uh, John thoughts, and we've had Jim thoughts before. This is what we do basically when there's not the other one of us and we don't have a guest lined up. It's basically rambling. So, uh, um, I will not hold it to you if you are already checked out. You got the, the update on what's happening with the family. And, uh, and if you just want to hear me talk about what I've been thinking about, then, uh, then you'll be satisfied. It'll also be a shorter episode. Normally the thoughts episodes are kind of, you know, 20 to 30 minutes. So, um, but boy, I am grateful for you guys, regardless of whether you stick this episode out. Um, I know, you know, mix-ups, not only that's the holidays, most people's routines get thrown off in the holidays. I haven't listened to the podcast I listen to regularly in a long time since I started working. Well, I changed jobs too, and, and my commute got shredded, which uh, is a good thing overall. But anyway, I've been thinking, so there's uh, the book of Ecclesiastes written by uh, Solomon. And presumably, I don't think it's actually uh, addressed like the New Testament letters, but it's Solomon and uh, and it's super depressing. Basically, the whole thing is about how meaningless life is. And uh, but I had this kind of I'll read you a passage first and then, and then we'll get in kind of what I'm thinking. This is uh, Ecclesiastes five uh, verses uh, verse 15 through the end of the chapter, so 15 through 20. So Solomon writes, and this is really uh, dour, so don't <laughs> stay, stay with me. Everyone comes naked from their mother's womb, and as everyone comes, so they depart. They take nothing from their toil that they can carry in their hands. This too is a grievous evil. As everyone comes, so they depart, and what do they gain since they toil for the wind? All their days they eat in darkness with great frustration, affliction, and anger. This is what I have observed to be good, that it is appropriate for a person to eat, to drink, and to find satisfaction in their toilsome labor under the sun during the few days of life God has given them, for this is their lot. Moreover, when God gives someone wealth and possessions and the ability to enjoy them, to accept their lot and be happy in their toil, this is a gift of God. They seldom reflect on the days of their life because God keeps them occupied with gladness of heart. Uh, it gets even more depressing from there and more confusing. Lots of passages in there when it's like, wow, this is, this is the Bible, huh? And it's, <laughs> I think Solomon has probably the, the record for biblical authors with the most eyebrow raising, uh, lines probably. If you include this in Song of Solomon and, 
Anyway, so um, the meaninglessness of life, there it is, in the Word of God, which you know I believe is um, infallible. There's you know, the difference between literalists and um, basically where you take them, you believe the meaning of every passage is infallible. You can get in the woods there. It doesn't really matter. Uh, anyway, you toil for the wind. You can't take anything with you. Uh, that's common. That's, that's cheap hallmark stuff. You can't take it with you. But this is saying everything you do under the sun is meaningless. And the days you have under here are dark. And Solomon, you know, he doesn't have, he doesn't know that Jesus will come around. He talks about fearing God. Obviously he feared God, even though he had a very complicated life. I wouldn't call him a, he's got a, he's got a spotty, spotty record, I guess. Um, so all of this, my point being, all this passages, uh, all the passages in Ecclesiastes like this are pre hope of Jesus. Jesus is our living hope. You know, he's, uh, the biggest game changer that's ever happened to the human race. Um, yeah, I try to, if you've noticed, I hope you have, because I make it a mission of mine to avoid hyperbole, you know, the most, the biggest, um, but he is, he really is the, the biggest game changer. Uh, we split the counting of years by the birth and death of, or by the death, I think. Yeah, but no, the birth, cause he died in 30 ish, um, 33 ish AD by the birth of this one man. And even if you call it something else, you know, now there's calling it, uh, current era before current era and current era. Um, it doesn't matter cause it's, it's, um, that year is the birth of Jesus. That's why that is the split. So, um, you can secularize that all you want, but that's what it is. And again, um, I also try not to get too impassioned, but, uh, whatever. If you, if you're listening to this, I believe you've listened to a normal episode before and you kind of know me at least a little bit. So now I'll, I'll quit explaining myself, but basically, uh, Solomon didn't have, um, the hope. He didn't know that we were having, we were going to have this, uh, debt paid and have this intercessor at the right hand of God all the time. He didn't know any of this, but still feared God. Uh, point being with a passage like that, everything under the sun is meaningless. You toil for nothing until your short days are over. And all you have to look forward to is death. <laughs> that's, that's Solomon. That's what he's saying. And he was the wisest dude who ever lived. And he explicitly says that the wise, um, the, the wise person um, is not happy and the wise heart is in the house of mourning. The foolish heart is in the house of laughter and better to be basically criticized by the wise than praised by the foolish. Uh, it's wisdom is, is inherently, um, sad, I guess in the, in, in Ecclesiastes. So what do we do with this? And with the, you know, the past year, I'm not alone. It's been a hard year. Uh, it's been tough the past couple of weeks with Tim uh, and all that. And then, um, I recently worked, I don't think I've ever said this on here, so I can go a little more in depth. I used to work at a um, newspaper in newspaper publisher in Chehalis. Uh, they own a handful of newspapers. And so I wrote for about four of them, uh, regularly, mostly, uh, three, but then, um, uh, writing for technically four. And then I edited for a bunch of them and, uh, fun job. But then I got a job at uh, Evergreen. I'm now the communications specialist. And so I do a lot of their online stuff. Anyway, so uh, pretty soon after about a month, two months after uh, I started working at Evergreen, the no new COVID orders from Jay Inslee came in. 
And so we were uh, shut down again. Not, not, you know, obviously we're still doing church and even though it's a little different, but the offices were, uh, if you can work from home do. So I've been working from home and Lindsay does too. And it's nice. We get to hang out, but it, I mean, you know, I go, I go days at a time without putting a pair of shoes on. Like that's, and a lot of that's on me. Like I could go for a walk, you know, even though it's nasty outside, but uh, point being, it's been a weird time. So then Tim gets sick and it's even weirder and, and, and scarier. Um, so I've been in the dumps and the word of God is encouraging more often than it's not, but Ecclesiastes is not the place to go for, um, being uplifted. Uh, that's for sure. Um, but point being there's, I think there's actually good here that there's actually very good news here. Uh, first off is this operating understanding. I use these words and I'm sure there's better words for it, but operating understanding of reality of the world, um, if your operating understanding is the world is inherently a good place and people are inherently good people, that changes your actions and your worldview. So what is your understanding of the world? So Solomon's is that the world is full of bad people and it's a sucky place to be and it's all meaningless. So, um, and that's backed up, you know, uh, Jesus quotes Ecclesiastes when he says, um, no one is on, no one on the earth is righteous. No, not one. Everyone does what is right in their own eyes. He's actually quoting Ecclesiastes. So that understanding can be valuable. And, uh, really there's another, I've, I've listed a few epiphanies throughout the show that I've had through these conversations. And one of the reasons it's great to actually record these is because one, I can go back to them. Admittedly, I don't very often, but two, it, it the formalization of them, the fact that we sit down to do this, I think helps with memory and, uh, um, discourages talking in circles and encourages remembering the actual content of the conversation. So, uh, even on a very personal level with me and my dad, it is pretty helpful. So one of my epiphanies on the show has been, you know, uh, not everything is, um, sacred or secular that God can smile on most on anything basically not wicked i guess that you're doing can be done in the glory of god so you know we talked about practicing the presence but with brother lawrence doing dishes glorifying god by doing the dishes um but even things like to me to me doing the dishes is like uh i don't know like i feel like i'm working i feel like i'm tilling the field when i when i do dishes uh, which probably shows how sedentary my life is but not in the level that it's hard work just that it feels productive to me. So even non-productive things, um, getting enough sleep, going on a walk again, productive. These are healthy things. I mean, even neutral things. So let me dig deep, you know, like reading a book, playing a game, doing a puzzle, you know, anything, but point being these can glorify God. And I would say referential to Ecclesiastes, they are, uh, meaningless. You know, the whole thing there. Nothing you do here in this very brief time you have amounts to anything. And that is brutal if your heart is in the world, right? If your heart is in the place that's passing extraordinarily fast and will be turned to, you know, will be replaced one day with a new earth, then yeah, that sucks. Uh, But we have, you know, we don't even have to have completely... Solomon's understanding of the world. We know more than he did. We know that Jesus came, uh, our Messiah, the, you know, 
God in the flesh. Uh, so I guess what I'm saying is that like, it's not the end of the world. Yes. It's, it's an intense statement that everything's meaningless. No. Is it the, uh, is it should really break your heart? Because I think that's again, operating understanding. We all know that it's hard to hear it in such harsh language and to hear it so blatantly, maybe, uh, maybe nowadays we don't talk about that often. There's another thing he says, he says, do not say the uh, old times were better than these times. He said, that is foolish. Don't say that. Which is funny to me because everybody says that. But to hear it that uh, in your face, that blatantly, is a little intense. But we do know that. Yeah, you know. And even Jesus referen- referencing this, not exactly the book, but this um, idea because it is his operating understanding, which means it is the <laughs> the understanding. It means it's the truth of, of human existence. He says, you know, don't have your treasure where the uh, moth can eat and the thief can steal. Have your treasure in heaven. You know, um, this is very, very common uh, rhetoric from scripture and from Jesus. This world will perish and nothing of substance comes from this world. It is ever, it is only ever from God into this world. And anything that you want to um, be sustained has to be heavenly has to be of, of God. So this is not new. So, so that coupled with the, you know, sacred moments is, as I guess what you could call it, that, uh, if, if everything is meaningless, that's the harsh word. That's the baggage word that I have a hard time with. If everything is meaningless, then, then Solomon says, you know, enjoy what you do. He says, eat and sleep and toil in the wind, which is what he calls it as in, um, you know, work unto nothing, um, and do it as best you can. He quotes this, he says this later. It wasn't the quote that I read, but if it's all meaningless, then do it as good as you can, because you're not going to be here very long anyway. <laughs> and so, and again, we see this later, you know, do all your work unto God, but Solomon isn't even that um, optimistic about it. He doesn't equate it to God. He says, because, because why not? And so, uh, but do it unto God and, and if it is all meaningless, then the stakes are low, I think is what he's really saying. You can do the work that is given to you. You can do your lot in life and eat and laugh with your loved ones. He says, you know, enjoy the time with your wife when you're young. And uh, and he says there's no reason to have anxiety. This is all later on. Uh, uh, young, young people, there's no need to have anxiety, mostly because there's nothing you can do about it. And... Uh, it's still harsh. And it's still he still says, you know, the, house, the heart of the wise is in the house of mourning. So he's not really looking for silver linings here. I don't think he's just trying to throw your face in it. But I think there are silver linings here in that, uh, Hey, this world is no biggie and I don't want to undermine whatever you're going through right now at this moment, but the world's no biggie. Then, you know, then laugh, have a good time. And he says, you know, the, the, the foolish heart is in the house of laughter. But I think the message that he's saying here is, is not necessarily that it's that, Maybe chill out is, is, is too simple. I'm trying to, I'm trying to um, distill something. Chill out is not what I'm trying to get out of it, but I hope you see what I'm saying. I know I've not made it uh, particularly easy, but this combination of um, sacred moments that have no uh, weight to them otherwise. And if you're, you know, these are moments with God I'm talking about, but you can equate this to any relationship, you know, what worth is it to watch a movie with someone you love? What, uh, what was that? You guys didn't write each other love letters. You didn't, um, paint a picture together. You didn't do anything 
You didn't uh, go on a hike and see something beautiful together. You watched a movie. Say it was a dumb movie, too. Uh, what good is that? And the good is you're with the one you love. You know, it's meaningful there, full stop. Like, you don't need to, you don't need anything from that. Uh, so maybe kind of the, you know, the Incredibles line, uh, if, if everyone's special, no one is. The alternative, if everything's meaningless, then nothing's really meaningless. Really, it boils everything down to the same level. That everything can have any semblance of importance to it, especially when you're in the, the, the scope of your relationship with God. Uh, I live my life for the Lord. And in that, anything I do unto him is precious and is, is sacred. I can brush my teeth unto God. And uh, I guess that's it. Uh, and there were other thoughts I've, you know, this isn't the only thing I've been thinking about, but I wonder if Solomon was like clinically depressed or something, or if really, cause he would say, you know, that's just, he's too smart for his own good. And I'm sure part of that is the case, but, uh, yeah, an intense man. He talks a lot about, there's a lot there, um, that I can't really cover in a, a short conversation. He says to the one who he talks about the wealthy, he says the, the, the rest of the worker is sweet and the one with abundance finds no rest. Uh, they can't appreciate it, but the one who needs rest, the one who toils, his rest is sweet. But then he says the one who has plenty, the wealthy one who is both, this is his thing, both blessed by God with abundance and blessed with the ability to enjoy it. So double blessing. He says some people are blessed with the abundance and not blessed with, from God with the ability to enjoy it. If you're blessed with both, he says, uh, then just enjoy your time. And he doesn't, this is not the whole Bible, Ecclesiastes. You know, the words of Jesus, I would say, obviously um, outdo this one. So I would say if you're a wealthy Christ follower, you have um, an impetus on you. You have an oughtness to do certain things with that. Um, but that's not to say that you shouldn't, that, you know, you shouldn't whip your back about it. Uh, you've been given these things. I don't know. May, again, distilling it down. I don't want to say don't sweat it. That's too simple. Maybe I won't distill it down. That's the whole point, right? It's John thoughts. This is, this is the, this is the bag. I guess I do actually have. So I didn't, I don't think I finished what I was saying earlier about, um, about Jesus. Solomon didn't know Jesus was coming and, uh, Jesus talks about, um, building on the rock. You know, again, if you've been in church for more than two minutes, you've heard this, um, uh, you build on the rock, which is Jesus and, and it'll withstand the storm. And I think the, what came to my mind during all this Ecclesiastes stuff when I was reading this was sandcastles and you can build as crazy a sandcastle as you want or can, you can build as big as you want, intricate as you want. The tide's going to come in eventually, right? I mean, there's nothing around that. And even if it didn't, it's made of sand, like it's gone. You know, there's nothing, there's nothing there. But if you build on the rock, you can actually sustain building. It'll actually survive. It'll actually make it past this um, toiling in the wind, this uh, meaningless existence that, that Solomon talks about. So um, what, I mean, what does that mean? I guess it would mean efforts. It would mean I, I spend this time with God and I build that relationship and, you know, I, I work towards that kingdom. I, I don't like the word work. Talk about words with baggage. Uh, in this conversation, 
work has definite baggage, but um, what will persist through eternity is on the rock and what won't is everything here. And again, this isn't news. I'm not, I don't think I'm going to, you know, blow any minds right now, but this was my, um, this was kind of my epiphany was that building here lasts nothing. You know, it, it, it goes away. And if you build on the rock, like Jesus does, and these are two different books of the Bible, but I think they're compatible. You can build on the promises of God, the love of God, the son of God. Um, and those actually, you know, will make it. That's probably about as close to a, um, a some kind of distillation or takeaway that I got. Uh, I really appreciate you guys listening. Prayers for my brother are very, very encouraged. Again, he is, he's doing good. He's off oxygen. Um, and uh, he's doing good, but, uh, still pray for him. We right now, really the thing is getting him out of the hospital because he's going crazy in there. He feels good enough to not be in there. Um, uh, but there's just some, uh, there's lots going on and my parents, uh, would be, would be coming back for the Thanksgiving services at Evergreen or so, excuse me. Um, that was a weird moment. Uh, the Christmas Eve services, and then they might fly back if they didn't get to see Tim in time. So it would be great if he could get out of there as soon as possible. Uh, this will release Monday morning and that might be Monday night would be when I think the soonest he could come out, come home and they can't visit him obviously uh, because of COVID. I don't remember if I saw that, uh, said that in the beginning or not, but so prayers for him getting out of the hospital uh, as soon as possible are hugely, hugely um, coveted. And again, feedback on all things, even this episode, you know, I think I never want to say that I'm not trying as hard as I can. I think there's just with only me here, there's only so much I can do. Uh, but even feedback on this episode is, is very coveted and feedback in general. Of course, you can reach us at info at Jim via email info at Jim No H in the John, or there's a, uh, um, you can comment on our Instagram post. You can DM us on Instagram at Jim and John. Uh, there's a, uh, comment form on the website as well. Uh, and that website's where I'd go. We, we've been up, updating our blog. Um, that's where I'd go if you want to see anything more about us. And, uh, I think that's where I will leave you guys. So thank you so much. Um, enjoy your time quick quick shout out to coffee. I think when that's what, well, that's what I think about when I read Ecclesiastes, when he says, enjoy your food and enjoy your toil. I go straight to coffee. I wonder what people did, especially specifically espresso. Espresso is so young. Espresso is less than a hundred years old. And the, as we know it, it started as a uh, machine to get coffee in your hand as fast as possible. The early ads look so cool. It's people hanging out of a train and catching a coffee cup out of an espresso machine. And espresso comes, you know, it's, it's express, basically, it's fast. Uh, how fast can I get you a cup of coffee? But then it became, you know, the one we know today, espresso today is pressurized. It was always pressurized. It is pressurized especially, even further, to get um, emulsion of the oils and get uh, that crema on top. It's delicious. Espresso, so, so new. I thank God I was born in time for modern espresso. I think that's really what I'm trying to get at. Sorry, this is coming after the actual uh, outro. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is you can enjoy coffee because that is the up and up of, of Solomon's everything is meaningless. 
You can just do that. It's that easy. And you can do that unto God, glorifying unto God. You can, without guilt, spend money on that, assuming you're not, you know, uh, robbing it from your child's like food fund or college fund. You can do that. If you don't see, if you don't see the point of what I'm getting at, then honestly, do not sweat it. You're going to, you're doing just fine. But if you feel um, bummed or if you find this interesting, then hopefully I can help you. Thank you guys so much. Um, if you don't like coffee, I'm sure you've got something. I'm sure you've got tea. Maybe you're really into water. Maybe you like a very specific mineral water. Uh, thank God for that. And just enjoy your time. Enjoy your time with your loved ones. Um, always, always grateful. If you made it to the end of this, oh boy, I owe you money. I should pay you money <laughs> if you made it to the end of this. Uh, thank you guys so much. Next week, uh, ideally, I can't see the future. Next week, it should be back to normal Jim and John and uh, back to our regularly scheduled programming. Thank you guys. I will talk to you later. Thank you.